You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to an Illinois native, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football Weekday 7 Eastern on NFL Network. We're proud to carry the simulcast here on the NFL on TuneIn. Kyle, thanks for taking the time. Cordell had a brief chapter in Chicago. Now it's Mitchell Trubisky's turn. Do you think he's going to be able to jumpstart the offense? Guys, this is an exciting time. And I remember Cordell in Chicago, and I cannot wait for Mitchell in Chicago. That sweet, sweet call of Jeff Joniak coming in there to Victor Cruz. is not even on the team anymore. It still got me going. Monday night, guys, Minnesota. I am so excited. This native Chicagoan cannot wait. Cal, give me a take. You know, I came in in a time in 03, and I remember yeah. coming in and didn't end up bringing in Rex Grossman, and I was somewhat frustrated because that information didn't come out um, until I saw he was drafted. Give me your take on how they've given Mike Glennon uh, the $45 million, 18 up front guaranteed money, and then moving up to the second pick to grab up Mitchell Trubisky, who we've seen this preseason, look like with what they called for him as far as plays were concerned, can actually now, because of the lack thereof for Mike Glennon, can probably bring some to the offense to help out with this offensive line that has had a hard time protecting their quarterback. I hope so, Cordell. I mean, listen, the way that they got here is a, I, I don't know what they were doing in terms of giving Glennon that money, and then you know you hear these these uh, satirical stories about how he's at a draft party and he's uh, having spinach dip, and then they tell him they draft Mike Mitchell Trubisky, and Mike doesn't even know about it. So. I remember on the draft, I was I was furious because I was confused, and we've seen all those reaction shots of Bears fans about what are you doing, and that's fine. That was that was crazy, and I didn't know what the plan was. But from that moment on is when you turn the page. And I remember that early on when they drafted Trubisky, he goes to a Bulls game, and they put him up on the jumbotron, and everybody booed him at the United Center. I thought that was terrible because don't blame this kid if you're angry with the if you think there's disarray, that's fine. But they drafted this dude, and Mike Lennon. I'm not feeling bad for Mike Glenn either, Cordell, because he got money, he's getting guaranteed money, and more than more than that, he got a shot. He got a four-game shot. And we're looking at a year in this season when all these rookie quarterbacks, at least most of them are playing, Deshaun Kaiser's playing, Deshaun Watson's playing, and the Bears said, no, 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 we're going to keep ours on the sideline. He couldn't get it done. And, guys, I can't wait to watch him because this kid can actually move around. I mean, I bring it up again. That touchdown pass he threw in the preseason to Victor Cruz was on a sprint out, and then he's going to bootleg. He's going to run around. He's going to do anything. If you don't have the wide receivers, if you don't have a lot of playmakers, let's put a playmaker at quarterback. This guy is a young, strong athlete who ran a 4-6 in the combine. This is the only move here, and I just wish they had made it sooner. Kyle Brandt, good morning. Football is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Kyle, you do a Survivor segment each week, the Jeff Probst necklace, a nice touch. How many people do you think are going to ride with the Jaguars against the Steelers in their Survivor pool this week? A lot. Absolutely a lot. I think that that might be the pick. And thank you for noticing. Nobody wears shirts with more pockets than Jeff (laughs) and the choker necklace. So everybody does a Survivor pool. On our show, we always try to put a different spin on the thing. So I've been living dangerously. Every week it seems to come down to the last play. But I do like Pittsburgh. Um, you get deep enough in survivor pools, eventually you're going to get burned. You know, you, you get nervous about it. I do like Pittsburgh, though, because I feel like something happens to them. You know, they always say, Cordell, you know this, sometimes in a football game, you got to take that first big hit and really wakes you up, opens your eyes and say, now I'm in a game. I feel like 
Pittsburgh needed to play Baltimore. You know, that's, a, that's when they got their huckleberry. That's when their blood started flowing. Corey, Le'Veon Bell finally showed up. So is, is, we, we are concentrating on Antonio Brown on the sidelines, throwing coolers and whatnot. I think that might actually be a good thing. I think there might be a little bit of a sleeping giant with Pittsburgh. I will ride them hard in Survivor this week. Well, you say Le'Veon Bell finally woke up. I said there finally was a Gatorade jug flying as well uh, when it comes down to <laughs> what this team is actually able to do. But looking at the Steelers team, just to stay right there for a moment, do yeah. you see that being more of a distraction? Because most receivers in the National Football League, and mind you, he just got his new deal, Antonio Brown. I mean, look yeah. at Odell Beckham. Look at Des Bryant. I mean, we can go on and on with T.O. Sure. We can keep going on and on with receivers that have been, let's call them divas. But do you see that as a distraction, or you just see it more of a guy that's, that's wanting to be the person and player that he's been, even when Martavis Bryant's been out, even when Le'Veon Bell's been out, which is the go-to guy, and he was wide open, and he just wants to get the ball. Yeah. Well, listen, not everyone has receivers are so level-headed like you had, Cordell. Yancey, Big Ten, and those guys, just they ran cool. That's what you they think. They weren't throwing any Kenny's coolers on the sideline. That's right? what you think. <laughs> no, I wish I could rewind time. Hey, they did more than throw them. They were trying to throw me a couple of times. But now we were good. We were good. <laughs> guys were mature. Uh, guys understood. Guys worked together. And I played wide receivers, so I knew them very well. So I was fortunate to have a good group over my time. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you had a great group, and I loved your teams. But I look, Cordell, you, you could you could speak to this better than me. But I would say, Antonio, when you show up and roll out of bed and have a hundred catches season after season, I, I'm not going to start doing backflips and start screaming because you threw a Gatorade jug on the sideline. Listen, people want to don't don't even begin to say him and Odell in the same sentence. Odell is a guy who is doing toilet humor on the field and getting penalized and getting his linemen angry about it. Antonio Brown, we had Cameron Hayward, guy who's the AFC Defensive Player of the Week on the show this week. We asked him the same thing. He said, listen, Antonio is the ultimate competitor. He's frustrated. He wants to win. He wants to produce all the time. And I look at the Steelers team. Don't you think a little frustration might start to set in as a team, whether it's Ben or AB, in the, in the sense that this is year after year now where – we're really good, and we don't get it done. We're really good, and we lose to New England. Like, how many shots do you get at this thing before the window closes, Ben starts to retire? You know, Antonio Brown, he's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of catches, and that's great. He's not showing up in the Super Bowl yet. So I can see this is a big year for them, for all of them across the board. Kyle, let's wrap it up with some inside media conversation. Always fascinating. When you left the Jim Rome show as executive producer, they needed some new folks to pitch in. So I've had the great pleasure filling in for Jim a couple times this year. How did you deal with the clones every day when you were screening those phone calls? (laughs) That's a great question. First of all, how are the clones treating you? They're okay. Here's my bit. That's the good question. I, of the I day, do right the there. full heel from the WWE. I don't take many calls. I come in and I say, oh, good for you. I'm selective with phone calls. You have to wear me down. And now there's a little bit of give and take. All right. That's wise. Because sometimes people get into the jungle and they say, man, you know, I've been listening since 96 or whatever. <laughs> and I, I want to talk to the clones and let me get in there. And I want to. You don't want to do that. That's like that's like going into the zoo and jumping into the lion exhibit. Don't do that. Just watch the lions. Start with the you know the monkeys or something or the birds. You don't want to jump right into because those 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 clones will eat you alive. I got to host many times, and you just, you just start off. You have a first date. You know, on the first date, you, you just have you just have coffee. All right, you're not going out to Broadway on the first date. You take one call, call it a day if you survive it. So you are very smart, my friend, because. 
other guest hosts on that program have been chased off, never to be heard from again, because they get traumatized by the uh, the phone bank. So I survived. I feel like I should have a T-shirt. I survived the Jim <laughs> show, and so should you, my friend. Well, I can hang with Cordell five days a week, so it's nice just to parachute in a couple times. Oh, Kyle, keep up the great work. Why did you not audition for NFL AM in 2012? You could have saved me a year of being addicted to Lunesta when I was dragging my ass in at midnight to do that show at 3 o'clock in the morning. I know you did that show, and those hours are ridiculous. That's why they finally said, all right, the hell with this. we got to move this show to the East Coast. I mean, I get up at the very, very reasonable time now at 3.30 a.m. as opposed to midnight or something like that. So I should have come in in 2012, but we both know I would have lost you anyway. So I had to oh, stop, the jungle. Stop, stop. It didn't happen. Um, but that is pretty funny. You did that show, and uh, you did, uh, you know, the jungle. And i got to be honest, guys, I, 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 I talk to ex-athletes all the time, and try to play cool and you know you know big deal oh yeah Emmett Smith nice to meet you Cordell I'm, I'm a little freaking out right now man I'm telling you you are my guy slash I'm not kidding I'm just gonna go ahead and kiss the ring you are my man I played your video games I had your jersey I way back to Colorado I mean I, I am a huge yeah. Cordell Stewart fan so thank you for having me on and this is this has truly been an honor you were the you were the man Thank you so much. More than welcome to come back anytime you want, and it's always a pleasure watching you too as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Kyle. Keep it going it, on NFL Network. Thank you. I will. Go get up. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.